Hey there, you are listening to Dynamo Discussions. This is the podcast of Dynamo, the premier logistics, transportation, and supply chain accelerator and fund. Today, our episode is brought to you by Kenco. Kenco is one of the largest family-owned, privately held third-party logistics and supply chain management companies in the nation, and they are a sponsor of the Dynamo Accelerator. So thank you so much, Kenco. Hi there, I'm Caitlin Wittenberg. And I'm Santosh Sankar. And we have with us John Bradford, the entrepreneur in residence here at Dynamo. Hello, John. Good afternoon or good evening, as we try to describe across time zones. Yes, uh, (laughs) we're very international. Um, So you are in London right now? I'm in uh, actually Cambridge. Oh, Cambridge. Uh, This is about an hour outside of London, but yes, in that general direction. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking with us. Um, we want the, the people who are interested to be able to kind of learn more about you. So do you mind talking a little bit about your background and how you got involved in the accelerator scene? Uh, absolutely. So um, let me try and summarize 20-something years in, in two and a half minutes. How about that? All right, that sounds good. So I'm I'm a, I'm a failed accountant. So I spent most of the nineties working in accountancy for Arthur Anderson. I then subsequently have been working around high stay, high high growth um, startups since about two thousand. Um, and for the last five years, I've had the infamous title of Godfather of Accelerators in Europe. Um, I opened the first accelerator outside of the U.S. Um, six years ago, and for the last six years I've essentially ran accelerators, the last of which was Techstars here in London, which was their first international program. Um, the, the the overlap in that strange journey with um, the guys in Dynamo and you guys in Chattanooga was I had the good or misfortune of uh, meeting Ted, who was actually one of my mentors in London, um, who, for anybody who knows him, has a predisposition for um, getting involved and rolling his sleeves up and helping out. And he helped me in Techstars in London um, whilst he was there for a year. And, uh, and so it felt like the most natural thing in the world um, to help him on this journey, which is Dynamo. Awesome. Um, so you've been involved in the accelerator scene for a while. What, in, in your experience, what have you learned? Like, what makes a successful accelerator? What makes the difference? Oh, if, if I could summarize that in two and a half minutes, I could make a lot of money. Um, <laughs> Do your best. <laughs> um, I think, so what do I believe makes a good accelerator? A good accelerator is essentially based around a core foundation of people who genuinely care for the companies that participate in the program um, above everything else. Um, what do I mean by that? Some people perceive accelerators as, as something to do with investment. And some people think it's about mentorship, which it, it definitely is. But one of the things that I spend a lot of my time and energy talking to companies which participate in these programs is genuinely trying to establish what is the best thing for them um, when they participate. 
And even should they even participate, I was recently speaking to a team um, which was considering Dynamo, and we spent the best part of an hour just digging into where they were in the journey and trying to establish where um, something like an accelerator would get in their way or whether it genuinely would create value for them. Um, and and being honest, truthful with the parties involved, both as someone who runs a program, so as companies that might wish to uh, participate in the program itself. Awesome. Um, so you met Ted in London. He was a mentor, you said, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so then now you're getting involved in Dynamo, which is in Chattanooga. Um, yeah. So do you want to speak to maybe um, why logistics, um, maybe why here, why now, kind of? And, 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 and maybe, I guess, to flesh that out more, you know, what, you know, you're, you know, you're, you had a previous program that was very fintech focused, you know, what are your thoughts just on logistics? What kind of brought you uh, not only to the industry, but um, to, to Chattanooga, you're coming all the way from London. It's uh, not a, uh, a very transparent transition to some. Uh, it's still a little bit vague for me as well. <laughs> um, awesome. <laughs> um, it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense for somebody who was born and brought up in Belfast who currently works in London to be helping run an accelerator in Chattanooga. I think that's probably as bizarre a scenario as you can imagine. Um, why? Um, I think there's, there's, there's a there's a there's a hearts and minds approach to this. Um, I think the the heart um, definitely one of the things when I spent time with not just Ted but Barry and Alan, uh, who are all the MPs, um, they clearly care a lot um, on a personal level about what Chattanooga is, but also the industry that they've essentially worked in and been hugely successful in, in the, over the last ten years. Um, and really want to help make a an impact in that industry. So that's kind of the 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 soft mushy stuff. The the reality is when you stand back and you think about the progression of technology over the last ten years, you have this what I call front of glass and behind glass scenario. And let me try and articulate what that means. Essentially a lot of the services and a lot of the products which um, startups have been spending time and energy on have been what I call behind the glass. So they could do everything they need to do and deliver behind the glass. And glass can be a laptop, glass can be an iPad, glass can be a mobile phone. When the world moves towards, we call IoT, we call enterprise coming online, when you actually start to move things in front of the glass and you actually start to shift uh, not bits and bytes, but boxes instead, and you're actually shipping and moving things, that industry in itself has a massive, massive opportunity associated with it. But as soon as you actually, when the rubber meets the road, and it's not about moving digital um, dots and bytes across uh, IP addresses, but you're actually trying to deliver real value in innovative and smart ways in front of the glass, you genuinely need to have industry experience and support. And one of the things that was apparent when we initially discussed this between myself and the guys was the opportunity exists, but were people willing to double down and really invest time and energy around this? 
and and what became apparent from not just the conversations um, for the guys at Lamppost Group, but actually for a wide constituent number of people, um, both in Chattanooga and beyond, when they they got wind of what was going on. So, I think um, there's there's a very definite passion behind what happens here. There's a very practical and real opportunity. And actually the network that the guys have been able to pull together and actually open up, which is what they've been using for the last 10, 15 years themselves, I think creates a massive opportunity for the right sorts of organizations and companies that really want to start to double down on what they're doing and move forward uh, and make create real value. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you you mentioned, you know, time and, and caring and being you know, completely invested in these companies that would come through, um, you know, spend, you know, just, uh, just a quick, you know, 30 seconds to a minute, you know, what, what types of things do you look for? You've done this for such a long time. What do you look for uh, when teams come to you and say, hey, we think we should go to an accelerator or go through a program? What, what are kind of the three big things that are, you know, the telltale signs for you to Give them that yes, go ahead. Well, I, I have a famous, I make decisions based upon five criteria. The five criteria are team, 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 opportunity, and team. Um, so I, I don't know whether that's five or two, but essentially um, the thing which um, makes people really change and to really help, um, and a lot of uh, accelerators are based upon um, the conviction, the determination that they have, and actually trying to be genuinely likable people who actually feel like they want to change the world. And when you get to that point, then your ability to influence uh, mentors to do things they wouldn't ordinarily do in terms of making introductions, companies and enterprises um, really start to double down and really help them um, and actually just genuinely be likable people because it, it, it applies as much to getting employees um, who wouldn't ordinarily join an organization at such an early stage or even investors. So I always talk about it in an early stage. A lot of what are the things you're trying to do is you're trying to make people make irrational decisions because nobody in the right mind would ordinarily invest or work with such with companies at such an early stage and just trying to um, influence them to actually do those things that they wouldn't ordinarily do. Great. Um, so, yeah, you just spoke to kind of what a team needs to offer to, to really fit in here at Dynamo. Can you talk a little bit more about the curriculum or the day-to-day -day of the teams? Uh, you know, what are we offering these teams that are going to come to Chattanooga to do this? So I think the constant challenge you have when you're running an accelerator is to try and work out where you intervene and when you influence and impact and when you should stand back and get out of the way. Um, and one of the things that we've been uh, discussing and really, really keen to do is we believe that the, the uh, introductions and the people that we have access to can profoundly affect not just early stage companies but also later stage companies. Their ability to engage with some of our uh, partners are 
will fundamentally change what they're trying to do. And so as a result, um, this is not going to be um, a classic um, early stage accelerator. To some degree, if I had to tag it, um, and it, it changes for different ones, but I would be pushing hard around this notional idea of creating a, um, a sales accelerator for enterprise customers that actually are interested in transport and logistics. If we can genuinely make an impact and influence, it's to do with creating access to these enterprises and mentors and actually trying to move them forward profoundly. And that's not just in the ideas themselves, the business models and their uh, revenue opportunities, but also uh, the introductions necessary to create valuable pilots and trials and move them into longer stage projects that uh, really do profoundly move uh, companies forward, um, creating those blue chip clients that uh, can become reference clients for any number of um, clients that they may choose to have going forward. Talk about right there. I think you, you touched on something that's quite important. You know, we we spend a lot of time, you know, meeting new individuals, trying to keep a pulse on people that might serve as a good mentor. Um, you know, talk about that, the importance of, of mentorship. You know, you have a, uh, a philosophy as well um, in regards to the approach to being a mentor. Just take us through the thoughts around that, because I think that's very important for teams to understand and something that I, frankly, ad admire um, about you is the fact that you're not only a good mentor, but I feel like you help others be good mentors as well. I, th I think there's two levels of that. Um, and the first and easy one to refer to is um, I had the good fortune of spending time with Brad Feld and David Cohen, the founders of Techstars, and um, they they give me some credit for it, but I think they were as much uh, doing this as anybody is they helped create something called the, the Mentor Manifesto, which was actually how you... Um, mentored teams and essentially a lot of it was to do with having empathy, uh, being honest, talking about what you knew and talking about when you didn't know stuff. Um, this is not kind of all about um, trying to make yourself look good, it's genuinely how to be impactful for the companies themselves. However, I think some of the things that you're referring to and um, we've sat in rooms with very large organizations and enterprises as a result of trying to put this uh, program together is we have leaned across the desk, both you and I, and said, actually, the most profoundly important part of this process is we want your organization to engage. This is not some fluffy uh, PR puff piece that we want to, to get from you, but we want you to genuinely bring senior management to the table and also be willing to sit down and consider very seriously the, the need for trials and pilots to be run with um, a number of the different uh, companies that will be participating in the program. And I think to the point where we've said, um, if, if you're not willing to make those statements and to be that helpful uh, and willing to, to reach out and work with these companies, genuinely it's not probably a program for us or for them. Is that is that what you were referring to, Santos? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 uh, both those levels. Yep, that was great. Awesome. Um, well, I, I think we should probably clarify, we're remotely podcasting with John, yeah. but he will be in Chattanooga during the duration of the accelerator. 
Um, what are, I mean, what's your day today going to look like when you're here in Chattanooga um, with the teams? So I, um, I think when I, uh, we've just finalized my, my diary over the, the next few weeks. Um, but essentially what, what am I going to end up doing is we've got a, a 13, 14 week program. Um, I'm going to be heavily engaged at an early stage. Um, I'm going to be there for the mid part of the program and then subsequently pick up at the end. And what does that actually mean? I actually physically I'm going to be on site helping teams uh, day to day. Um, in addition to that, I have uh, made commitments and will be helping out, which is uh, spending uh, office hours times with each of the teams uh, on a weekly basis throughout the program itself. I think the net net is I'm actually going to be in in Chattanooga, which sort of surprised me as much as anybody else, uh, for at least half of the program physically on the ground in Chattanooga. But uh, that's not to say that um, for those times which I'm not there, um, which I'm going to be probably based in London and New York, I'm definitely going to be um, reaching out and helping the teams on a, on a pretty regular and day-to-day -day basis. Cool. Well, John, uh, you have answered all of my questions. Santosh, you have any more questions for John? No, I think that's I think that's great. I think you know um, John brings um, a great amount of value. Having done this before, this is obviously Dynamo's uh, inaugural class, and having him, um, I mean, you know, we got the Godfather. Yeah, for we, our first class. we we got the Godfather, and uh, Ted even the other day walked in and uh, was calling you the Obi Wan Kenobi of. Uh, Startup operators. You got a lot of nicknames. John. So um, does does that mean I have to dress really strange? Yes, um, actually, it does. Well, you know what? I have a lightsaber at home, so I'll bring it in on uh, July sixth when we kick the program off for you. Yeah, one of the things I'd probably like to say in wrapping up is there's a couple of things. One is um, for anybody who is listening to this and and wants to reach out, um, this is not a puff piece. This genuinely is uh, me wanting to help. Um, my email address is jd at jd.me. I also have a, um, a Dynamo email, but it's longer and it's much more complicated. <laughs> um, this, the second one is, um, and I've said this to Ted and the guys and you got a lot, and it's a bit of a jest, but it's true. I had not planned to come back and to help out in Accelerator when I stepped down from Techstars London last year. Um, and as I say to Ted regularly, I've come out of retirement to make this one happen. And it is for one of two very strong reasons, one of which is there is a genuine desire for you guys to help move the needle in this industry and to help in Chattanooga, part one. And part two, there is such a massive opportunity which has gone unloved and untouched for such a long time. Um, and there's going to be a lot of people who can make a lot of money out of this, uh, both um, in Dynamo, but actually more importantly for the companies that really want to uh, move the needle when it comes to transportation, logistics, uh, and the supply chain. Well, John, we are honored to have you as part of the Dynamo team, and thank you so much for talking with us um, and giving everyone your personal email address. That's awesome. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> all right, thanks. Take care. Thanks. Cheers. All right, that's all we have for you this week on Dynamo Discussions. We will be back next week with another amazing guest, so please tune in then. In the meantime, you can find us on social media. We got an Instagram, a Twitter, Facebook. Uh, just check out This Is Dynamo. And you can also see what we got going on on HelloDynamo.com. All right, thanks. <laughs>